You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert, Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. One of the biggest impacts on our health, on our success in life, and also our satisfaction in life, that imprint, that template is actually started during our childhood education. So I'm talking about elementary school, middle school, high school, and of course, moving on into college. We are so impressionable and our futures are imprinted very deeply during that time span. Now, if you've paid attention to the data, we're now seeing higher rates of depression, of anxiety, of poor life satisfaction from young people coming out of our conventional methods of education. There's a mismatch taking place that today we're going to zero in on and see if we can shift this paradigm and get better outcomes. And we have on a very special guest who has a variety of experiences in education and also being at the forefront of teaching and creating content around empowerment and around education. And I'm telling you, I think this is going to be a very, very powerful game-changing episode for you and something that you're definitely going to want to share with your friends, family, and even with kids that you know, because this is so important. This conversation is so important because we're not just talking about the livelihood of our youth right now. We're talking about the livelihood of our future because indeed our children and the young folks in our society right now are going to be the ones who are running our society. And so wouldn't it be of our greatest interest to right now to invest in them and to start to create conditions and structures and systems that supports their well-being, that supports their creativity and their growth and their happiness moving forward. So that's what this is really about. Now, before we get to our special guest, another really important facet of our performance and how we feel about ourselves and even the outpicturing of our health has to do with our sleep quality. In fact, if we're talking about something that is just seemingly superficial, which can create so much mental turmoil for young people is our skin. When we're in school and we're having skin issues and blemishes and acne and those things, it can be so difficult to deal with mentally and emotionally. But also, this is not just relegated to kids. This happens to adults as well. And in fact, a recent peer-reviewed clinical trial set out to find how sleep deprivation could potentially impact our skin health. The study found that sleeping less than six hours a night for just five nights, so just short term, taking away just a few hours of sleep for folks for a period of five nights, this caused fine lines and wrinkles to increase by 45%. Also, blemishes went up by nearly 15% and redness increased by nearly 10%. In other words, we literally wear our lack of sleep on our faces. Another study published in the Journal of Clinical and Experimental Dermatology found that adequate sleep protects our skin against aging and accelerates recovery from even excessive sun exposure. There's a reason why we call it beauty sleep, and this is important no matter what age that we're at. Now, one of the most important things and simple things that we can do to improve our sleep quality is to be mindful of something called thermoregulation. This is our body's natural ability to modulate its temperature to facilitate different processes. And in the evening, we want to facilitate high quality sleep. And there's a natural drop in our core body temperature 
to help to facilitate the release of certain hormones, neurotransmitters, and enzymatic reparative processes at night. And this is a natural drop, again, drop in our core body temperature that turns on these processes. And a growing body of evidence has shown that people who have warmer core body temperature in the evening are more likely to have chronic sleep issues. And this was according to data published in the American Journal of Physiology. So what can we do to help to support healthy thermal regulation? Well, one of the things that we can do is not overheat our bodies late into the evening by doing excessive exercise and not giving ourselves a time for our body temperature to come down. We can turn down the thermostat a little bit or just turn it off and allow the environment to kind of cool down naturally if you're in a place where the environment is a little bit cooler outside, which being with that, we can just simply open a window and save a little bit on that utility bill. But also our bedding itself can create this insulation and actually help to overheat our bodies while we're sleeping. This is why changing our bedding and our sheets can be so helpful. A recent three-week clinical trial put standard cotton sheets up against organic bamboo lyocell sheets and found that the participants sleeping on the bamboo lyocell sheets had an improvement in their sleep efficiency of 1.5%, which equates to an additional 7.2 minutes per night of restorative sleep, which if you add that up, we're talking 43 collective extra hours of restorative sleep per year. Same activity being in the bed, except we're getting more bang for our buck. And also subjectively, participants who were sleeping on the bamboo lyocell sheets found that their mental alertness during the next day improved by upwards of 25%. I'm talking about the organic bamboo lyocell sheets from Attitude. Go to attitude.com forward slash model. That's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com forward slash model. Use the code model15 at checkout and you get 15% off their incredible organic bamboo lyocell sheets they are so soft and they're breathable, they're moisture wicking, and they're also antimicrobial, self-deodorizing, and again, they're thermoregulating so that these can help to keep your body temperature regulated year round. Again, go to attitude.com forward slash model, use the code model15 at checkout. You'll also get an incredible 30 night sleep trial. So sleep on it, dream on it, think on it. If you don't absolutely love them, you can send them back for a full refund. And I guarantee you, you are not. You're going to love slipping into these sheets at night. Now, keep in mind, it's the holiday season and this would be an incredible gift to give somebody that you love. Go to attitude.com forward slash model. Use the code model15 at checkout. And now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Rap Song Reminded Me of You by J.W. Rhodes. What's up, Sean? I had 2000s hip hop radio on Pandora blasting through my speakers while cleaning. A song from Nelly's Country Grammar album played and mentioned his love for St. Louis. I'm currently in the beginning stages of my online health and wellness community, and there is no other person I could be more grateful toward than you. You have truly made an impact on me and many other millions of people that follow you. There is no one that simplifies and conveys health research better than you. You are a St. Louis goat, along with Nellie and Mark McGuire. Keep being great. I love everything about this. Thank you so much. So many key words here that jump right out to me. Mark McGuire, you know, they even named a highway after him, Highway 70. And of course, Nellie 
hometown representing. Thank you so much. That hit my heart. And here's the thing. Our special guest is from St. Louis as well. We actually graduated from the same university, the University of Missouri, St. Louis. And wow, just such a powerful, impactful experience having him here today. And you'll understand why. But there are so many wonderful things that are coming out of our home city, and I'm grateful to be a part of it. But really, just collectively, as a society right now, voices like his are helping to change the game and really to usher in more empowerment and education. So without further ado, our special guest is a filmmaker, speaker, creator. He was featured as one of Oprah's Super Soul 100, Forbes 30 Under 30. He has over 25 million followers across his social media platforms, billions of views of his videos. And I'm talking about the one and only Prince EA. Again, hometown hero, friend of mine, and this is a powerful conversation that needs to be had. Let's jump into this amazing interview with the one and only Prince EA. All right, we got a full circle moment right now in the studio. My guy, he was my very first in-studio, on-camera guest all those years back. And obviously a lot has unfolded since then, you know, but to have you here right now is such an honor, man. It's good to see you again. Pleasure's all mine, Sean. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. We're back. We're and, back. And, and in full effect and in a, in a new way, man. You, you've upgraded. You've, you've transformed everything. I love it. Hey, you know, you know what we do, man. You know where we come from. Yeah. And also... That's where, same university. Yeah. We were both graduated from University of Missouri, St. Louis. Shout out to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they're doing good. Us meeting in that atmosphere yep. is really interesting. And one of the great things that I really admire about you is your discussion around our education system and its flaws. And we don't have to look hard at the environment to see the outcomes of how we're being educated as a mm -hmm. species. And, you know, right now we've got a lot of young people who are leaving school lost, feeling disempowered, and deeply unhappy. Mm. You know, we have an epidemic of unhappiness. And what you've been really talking about in one of your big education pieces has been around really opening up and taking a look at our education system and saying, hey, we've been doing this a certain way. Mm. Is it antiquated? And here's what we can do moving forward. So mm. what inspired you to start like really looking into the education system in of itself? Yeah, wow, great question. That is my, the biggest piece I've done to date, I believe. Uh, across all platforms, I think it's half a billion views. Um, what does that mean? That means the message resonated right. with a lot of people. Um, my life and upbringing through education was, was very shaky. It was not promising. Uh, you know, growing up, I sat in the back of the classroom kind of like a potted plant, just there, not really engaging uh, with the teachers. The teachers, I think, also didn't really care. Um, you know, Miss, I remember in, what was it, fifth grade, Miss Williams wanted me to, wanted to hold me back a grade, uh, said I wasn't smart enough, but I knew, and even, I mean, to be honest, you know, my parents, uh, I think, thought I had some type of mental disabilities growing up because I think I, I did get things slower uh, than most other kids. Uh, and I was also very introverted, very to myself, but I knew deep down I had a gift. I knew that I had some genius somewhere inside of me. Uh, I didn't think I had any mental health issues. It, I just didn't have the, the spark yet, the catalyst, um, the interest in what I was learning, you know, the, the 
chalk and talk method. It just didn't interest me. Um, so, you know, fast forward to my college days where I somehow get turned on through conscious music, you know, through hip hop, conscious hip hop really, I think gave me a big spark, uh, hearing guys like, you know, public enemy and all the way to immortal techniques, speak about things like politics, geopolitics, religion. It just, it, it catalyzed a part of my brain that hadn't been touched before. And I started reading. I started, I started spending time in the library, you know, reading my vocabulary improved. Uh, that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people understand. If you want to be smarter, improve your vocabulary and listening to guys like cannabis, cannabis on uh, one of the best, I think, hip hop songs ever made. Poet laureate. He's like alone in my room looking through the 32 X telescope zoom, adjusting the focus of the moon. One should not assume the philosophy of David Hume is nothing more than a subjective conclusion. What is the maximum field rate application to runaway effects of glaciation? And I'm listening to this like, what? Who is David Hume? Mm. And I start reading. I'm like, OK, David, David Hume, a Scottish philosopher. And it's just opening my mind to a new world. And then I start engaging more in the classroom. I start sitting in the front of the classroom. I start questioning the things that my teachers were telling me, combating them. Yeah, I got kicked out a few times for that. But that energy, that, that, um, that thirst, that hunger yeah. for learning and understanding the universe around us, that became inspired within me. Then I ended up getting a full ride to the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Didn't have to pay for anything. My grades were there. Um, ended up studying uh, cultural anthropology, graduating honors, summa cum laude. But had I not discovered the hip hop, had I not discovered this information in a way that was intriguing to me, I don't know where I would have been. You know, I would have been left behind. And there's so many kids that just don't get catalyzed in that way that are considered stupid or dumb or slow. I say there are no bad students, only inflexible teachers. It's the teachers, the onus is on the teacher to, to bring out the gift of the students. The word educate means, comes from the Greek word educe, meaning to draw out. So much of our schooling is about throwing in and then regurgitating up, but to draw out that gift that is already within each unique child. That's what education should be about. Yeah, yeah, and it can be, it can be. And like I said, we've seen the outcome and you could have got lost in the shuffle, like you mm -hmm. said, man, that's so powerful. And what you're really speaking to is another, one of these really interesting terms I've been trying to push in the culture too, mm -hmm. which is this connective tissue with learning, uh. right? You had something that became a bridge. I hated science mm. and you know, this is what I do. It's my mm. passion. Mm. I'm obsessed. But it's because I found the connective tissue, mm. right? Mm. And so I, I remember it was something that you had shared before, and it was learning disability. And like disability mm. was crossed out, mm. and it was learning different, mm. Mm. right? It was something like that. Mm. And again, we put these labels, yeah. and we discount the fact that we're all different. We're all unique, and how we learn is different. But we have these systems that have this rote memorization. Mm. If you're good at this specific system yeah. and way of doing things, which mm. again is 
look at the results, it's still churning out a lot of unhappy, unsuccessful people as well. And there are a few who rise and experience some degree of success, but even that, we're gonna talk about this later, mm. success on paper, you, know, you got all the things, but still yeah. not finding happiness right. as well. Right. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit more about this Einstein quote, mm. which you talked about. Let's mm. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, 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 the quote is, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Um, Oh man, where do we start? You know, what is intelligence? Let's start there. Um, <laughs> you know, I think our world has historically not valued, uh, well, first, not even understood that there, in fact, are multiple types of intelligences. Going back to Howard Gardner, uh, there's, there's people who uh, have spatial, have kinesthetic intelligence. Some people, uh, they, they, they learn through stories, some people learn through, through hearing through seeing, through touching. So there's different types of intelligences, different types of learning. But when you have a school system that has reduced learning and teaching down to only one type, you dismiss. And, and I think you, 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 you don't really, you don't pull the gifts out of the children that are there. You know, the, 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 the true gifts that they were, I think, inherently born with. Um, so let's talk about intelligence. I'd like to, what does that mean? Yeah. What is, what does it mean to be intelligent? Um, I think the scientific definition is the ability to adapt. Mm. Um, I think if you, you know, you look at the school system <laughs> and, uh, the way that it's being, you know, you look at IQ, for instance, let's talk IQ, the intelligence quotient the tests for IQ and how the, even these very tests are racially and culturally biased. Um, so you've got, a, you've got a kid who may not understand the questions on the test because his upbringing and his culture has taught him uh, differently, yet they're only judged on this one scale. It's just not fair. It's not fair and it's not gonna yield the best results for society, um, I ask the question all the time, what the heck, and along with what is intelligence, what the heck is school for? What is it for? You know? I mean, it's origins. Well, what, I mean, what, what, is, what is school for? I don't, have we agreed upon what is it for? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I immediately think about the past decades where it became a system to kind of churn out people who are really good at working in factories. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the origin. That's the origin. Um, and, you know, I, I'm like, okay, do we need to memorize things anymore if we have Google? If we have a search engine? Uh, do we need to know that, uh, you know, the, the, the war of 1812, the, all of these different uh, nuances if we have Google or is the purpose of school or should the purpose of school be to create self-sufficient, healthy, happy people who can thrive and be their best selves within the society? Unfortunately, we see much of the same, much of the old, like you said, the mechanistic the creation of automaton or not even that just just these these machines that uh 
that were meant to work in factories. Um, I mean, that's why the desks are arranged like that. This is the, this is how the factories are arranged. Um, and unfortunately, I think today there's so much friction uh, within the system, so many uh, agendas, so many monetary uh, interests that the evolution just hasn't happened on a mass scale as, as I think it should. Yeah, man. Oh, it's so, so crazy. With this being the point, you know, like you saying, what is school for? Mm. And us just stepping back and thinking about that piece and shifting the definition of it and the purpose of it. Like if we all just collectively get clear on what it is, what mm. you said mm. is to start to imbue empowerment into children yeah. and start to, uh, start, to, start to foster intelligence, happiness, growth, creativity, mm. all these things we think is what it is about, but it's not. And so when you were speaking, it really got me thinking that learning the Pythagorean theorem is way less important than a child learning about how their mind works yeah. and being able to have some sustainability and self-concept, mm. you know, and learning about how to process their thinking. Like mm. that is way more important than these things that we're quote, supposed to learn mm. that oftentimes you know, 99.999% of the time, I haven't used Pythagorean theorem myself yeah. in my work, but you know, we're tested on that, mm -hmm. right? And again, this gets into the whole thing with the Scantron and, mm -hmm. you know, even the guy who invented the Scantron I learned about from you, he was mm -hmm. like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's, wow. Um, yeah, where do we go from here? I think that's the question. Can we all come to an agreement? This is what we want. These are the outcomes that we want. Um, and let's create a system that will achieve that. Until we get real and ask these questions, you're not serious. You're not serious. We're, we're, we're just slaves to a system. We don't really want a better world. We talk about it. But until we get real and ask these questions, we're not going to see any change. And that's what school should be. School should be there to allow the individual, the child to, to think freely. Yeah. What does that mean? To think freely. I don't know too many people who've had original thoughts. Only when you can only have an original thought when you truly have knowledge of self beyond knowledge it's not even knowledge it's a it's a uh embodiment and when you can embody freedom then you can have a free thought mm. until then you're just looking through a filter of bias of culture of desire until you can i always talk about ram das had a book called the polished mirror you know ram das you know this guy? Yeah, yeah the polished mirror what is that well that means if you if you think about a mirror the mirror's got smudges on it it's got dirt it's got all this stuff and these smudges represent the limitations in yourself uh, the, the, the biases in yourself, um, the self-criticism, maybe somebody else, maybe you put smudges on there. Maybe your parents put smudges on there, but it's only until you clean and polish that mirror 
free of everything, every concept, every belief. And this is science, right? This is objective science. Can you truly see the world as it truly is? And can you truly see yourself as you truly are? And then you get to a place of silence, right? I love Rumi. He said, silence is the language of God. All else is um, poor translation. <laughs> so it's only until we clean and clear away all of the noise can we find the signal. Yeah. So funny. We have a culture that has virtually eliminated silence. Well, mm. silence is still readily available, but we believe that we're supposed to be inundated with noise, right? Constant distractions. Like that's what we're being fed. Mm. So it makes it, and there's another barrier of revelation there mm. that we're dealing with. And you use these mediums actually to get people to do the thing, which mm. is, I believe such an ethical use of these mediums, which in many ways it could be neutral. Mm. But I love it. You, you actually gave this analogy when talking about our education system of having a one size fits all medical treatment, mm. right? Mm. Which is very ironic mm. because that's, that is a large portion of what medical treatments are today, mm. but that's not what their origins are supposed to be. It's supposed mm. to be based on you as an individual, mm. right? And you know, it's really ludicrous to think that one way of doing things is going to work for everybody. Mm. That's so silly. Mm. You know, we've got 8 billion people on the planet mm. and we're all so unique, but yet we have these very superficial treatments when it comes to how you're supposed to learn. The same thing with how you're supposed to treat your body. Mm. And, you know, I'm curious, mm. being that we have this, we're just kind of inundated with all of this noise. Yeah. What drove you what inspired you to use this medium of video mm. and social media mm. to reach people and to empower people? Mm. Yeah, because it empowered me. It, YouTube, um, these platforms, they, they changed my life. It wasn't the, the classroom. It was YouTube. <laughs> it was uh, my, my, my CD listening to the music. It was media. Um, so I, I know how powerful it is firsthand. Um, and so I, you know, I started in music. You mentioned the word ludicrous. I did some stuff with ludicrous. I got in Vibe magazine. I was, you know, on the radio. I had this and that. And music was, was a, a passion of mine. Um, and music, I always say it not only, uh, changed my life, it saved my life. Mm. Um, and I know, you know, hip hop itself has done more for race relations than I think any legislation has. It, it, it's, it's brought people of uh, so many different backgrounds and cultures together under this, this one energy. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, media changed my life. So it was, it was me watching YouTube videos, me staying up till 3, 4 a.m., watching YouTube videos, watching things like that, that, man, it just, it changed everything for me. You know, I know that information can change your situation. Um, you know, Bill Gates, whatever you, you think about him, uh, he was asked, and I think it was a very um, apt uh, response, he was asked about his reporter he's like what are you if you could have any superpower what would you what would you have what, what superpower would you have 
And I don't know what people think about Bill, but I love this, this, uh, his answer. He didn't say if he could have any superpower, he would uh, have super strength like the Hulk. He would spin webs like Spider-Man. He said if he could have any superpower, it would be the ability to read books faster. It's all in the books. It's in the, it's in the information. Information can change your situation. Now, information without action is, is inferral, is impotent. But the information is where it starts. So YouTube, it was an accessible way for me to get that information. And it changed my life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's powerful, man. Again. There's these clues, you know what I mean? Mm. Even somebody of his stature, again, like you said, regardless of what we think about yeah. him, to being able to have so much influence. Mm. What if we tap into the same things? Yeah. You know, and then use them for ethical means, Oof. you know? Oof. Just yeah. again, because somebody's gonna use this information, somebody's gonna gain the information. Yeah. And right now, we've never had mm. so much mm. accessibility. Mm. Like, can you imagine having the access that we have now mm. 20 years ago? Like, mm. I can't, I, it's, it's unbelievable what we have access to, mm. but it's just same thing. What are you mm. tuned into? Mm. And also, are you taking the time? I'm so glad that you brought this up. Are you just becoming a human filing cabinet? Yeah. Gathering data? Yeah. Or are you taking some time to be still and be silent to yeah. process these things? Yeah. And to have original thought? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Wow. Um, one thing you said, I, Knowledge without love, I think, turns into destruction. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I don't think there's any difference from anybody listening to this, watching this. There's no difference from you to, to Elon Musk, to Bill Gates, to Jeff. Be it's just they had a different information than you had. Right. They, they, they have more information. I don't I don't believe in talent. I believe in time. The more time you spend with something, the better you're going to get. Um, so I wanted to make that point that you have to have the information. You got to spend the time. But unless you spend the, the stillness, the no time space, the, the silent awareness, that's when I think the real gifts of humanity um, will unfold. When those two worlds can merge. Because right now everything is so, so mental, so mind, so ego. One of my favorite definitions of the ego is edging God out. <laughs> and what is God? God is love. There's no religious thing. God is love. Edging love out. And so when we can, when we can tune into that love frequency and also take the information, take the skills, that combination, and that's what changes the world for the better. Facts. Facts. Mm -hmm. So this is speaking to one of the underlying reasons why we have an epidemic of unhappiness, mm -hmm. you know, edging God out, you know, mm -hmm. and at its core, again, when we are born, you know, as children, we are a, in many ways, I believe, I believe that we do come here with some inherent gifts. Yeah. And. I can see this in my children. Mm. I could see my my youngest son, his personality mm. was was there very, very early on. The person that he is now, he wanted to, he wanted to do what he wanted to do. Mm. 
He wanted to escape, mm. but he was too small to do so. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and so he didn't want to sit still. And mm. if you pick him up, he's wanting to pull away from you. Mm. Right. And not to say that he's not loving and he has those times of that. I, absolutely. Mm. But he wanted to be free to create his day, to do what he wanted to do. Mm. And him also realizing there's responsibilities in the world. He's a type of human being now that he takes care of his responsibilities very quickly. Mm. First, he just told me the other day, he's like, I'm always done with my schoolwork first and then I get to listen to music. Okay. Right? So he's getting the thing done for the responsibility of the world stuff so he can do what he wants to do. Huh. Right? And my oldest son, opposite. Huh. He's always been a comfy, cozy baby too, you know? <laughs> but now, same thing. Huh. He, he's going to take things more to the, to the borderline of when things are supposed to be done and get it, get it done, mm. right? So more procrastination. Interesting. Right? So seeing these two perspectives, I believe we do have some of our personality traits mm. just imbued in us. Mm. We can talk about genetics mm. and then we can talk about nature versus nurture, of course. But then going from this infinite world of, of imagination mm. and possibility mm. to starting to be inundated with this, with constant limitations. Mm. That's what one of the things that's doled out in school, unfortunately. Mm. And you also share this too. And again, just to put a little sidebar here, it's not the fault of our teachers. Mm. They're doing what they're taught to do. Mm. Wonderful, so many people getting into the field. Yeah. You're a teacher, I'm a teacher, to empower people. Mm -hmm. But this doesn't mean that we're utilizing the very best tools to do it. Mm. And so with this said, they're going through the system and seeing what's happening with our children, these young people where we have accelerated rates of you know depression and anxiety mm. and suicide mm. all manner of mental health conditions and emotional instability and mm. couple that with our chronic disease rates mm. skyrocketing in young people as well within this what's happening down the road is this outcome that you addressed in one of your most iconic videos and in the video you started off by sharing the specific day of the week mm and time of day that we're most likely to die. Yeah. And you talk about the reason why. Hmm. So can you break that down a little bit for us? Yeah, you know, Monday morning, 8 a.m., you know, what happens? We go to work. Go to work. Uh, and unfortunately, that's the day where the most heart attacks happen. We're not, we're going to work. We have to go to work have to go to work. These jobs, I think that we, that we work, that we choose, are often not in our deepest hearts calling. Um, the work system <laughs> is not structured in the most healthy way. I think for productivity and for happiness in the employees, it's just not structured that way for the most part. Some companies are doing cool things, you know, got nap pods and all these different cool things, uh, free time, and it's great. But I think overall as a system, um, you know, the work is just, is just this thing that we, we dread to go to. Um, and I think it, <laughs> It comes from the going back to the educational system. I mean, we're we're kind of bred, we're taught, we're inculcated to 
choose something safe, to choose something that's going to pay the bills uh, and not really stretch ourselves, not really answer our, our, our deepest uh, calling of our hearts. Joseph Campbell called it the hero's journey. Um, and I think we don't recognize the one true fact. Uh, truly. Nobody. I ask people all the time, who do you work for? And they never give me the right answer. The true, the true right answer is they work for themselves. <laughs> you know, and we don't recognize that. And I think once we recognize that, that actually we can use our gifts, we can update our knowledge, and we can choose a path that is in our best and highest selves, best interests. That's how we can live a more fulfilled life. Um, but I think I think today, man, we just we just drag on to the to work, man, the nine to five. And. And we don't get we we go to work, we come home, we don't really have time for much else. We're so tired and we go to sleep, we wake up and do the same thing over and over again. We don't have much time to 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 research, to have any type of free thinking or to question anything we see on the news or we just go, go to work, go home, watch TV, go to bed. That's been the, the routine for decades now. Um, but I'm interested in a, in another way. I'm interested in a, in a, a society. Uh, maybe it's utopian, but I feel like what if, what if we could, what if everybody could do work that they enjoyed? You know, when I when I look at when I look at health, I, I I break it down into into seven categories. Um for optimum health, you need sleep, <laughs> you need social support, right? Spiritual belief, exercise, play, mental health, and your diet. We all kind of know this, but I think one thing that might have caught people off guard on that list was the play, mm. the joy, yeah. yeah, the joy. To have a career where we find joy is as important for our mental health, I think, as our the food that we eat. Absolutely, man. That when you were listing those, that's the one that jumped right out to me. Mm. Mm. That's the one that jumped right out. And you already know my family culture. We. Play is baked into the system, mm. you know? Mm. And I don't, I don't remember it being intentional. It just seemed, it just felt right. Mm. It felt mm. right, mm. you know? And my kids have that now. Mm. They, it's baked into what they do and how they live their lives. And I think they're gonna press that forward into their families, mm. you know, the nuclear family that they create. It's so important, man, you know? But here, I got a question for you. Mm. What about the folks who are saying, you know, that's for those people. When you're mm. talking about living a life or doing work that fulfills me, mm. that's for people who have the privilege to be able to do that. Mm. Yeah, no, it is. It is for those people. If you don't believe you are that person, it is for them. You're right, it is for them. Until you change that belief, nothing's gonna change. Nothing's gonna change. This is, this is why I find... Um, you know, the personal growth space uh, is so uh, 
it's, it's formulaic and I think it's inaccurate. There's this old, I don't know if it's old, but it was a famous uh, saying, uh, start with why. You've heard this? Start with why. I don't think so. I think you start with who. Because you got to be before you can do and do before you can have. It starts with being. You got to be that person who thinks that they deserve that life, those things, right? That peace. It's not just for them. It's for you. And until you recognize that you are worthy of that, that that's your birthright, that you are a, a, a creator, it ain't for you. It's, it's just going to be something you look at a distance and you say, ah, maybe one day or, man, that'll never happen. Until you can be in that, in that stillness, in that now, and recognize that these negative thoughts are just thoughts. They're just clouds going to and fro in the sky. You don't have to believe the thought. <laughs> I tell people, you know, you <laughs> we don't have to be loyal to thoughts that are not loyal to us. <laughs> Facts. You know, if you have a negative thought, ask yourself, where would that negative thought get me if I continue to believe it? Just ask yourself that. And you'll, I mean, hopefully you'll change your way of thinking, right? Um, I studied uh, CBT. I love CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Um, I like to call it crushing bad thoughts because I think by and large, it's the, it's the gold standard of therapy and of getting rid of negative thinking patterns. And in cognitive behavioral therapy, um, they have what's called as a, a list of maybe 10 cognitive distortions, uh, ways in which we cause our own suffering. Uh, there's all or nothing thinking, there's black or white thinking, there's emotional reasoning. Um, one way that I think disturbs most people is called masturbation, right? Another name is shooting yourself. So masturbation is when you put a must on reality. You put a demand on reality instead of a preference. They must do that. I must do that. Or I should do that. He shouldn't have blocked me off in traffic like that. When you argue with reality, you lose. And not only do you lose, you get beat up. You get beat down when you argue with reality. And so when we can eliminate the shoulds and the musts from our thinking, ah, man, that's, I think, when we can when we can come to our own power, we can, we can step into our own power and purpose. Um, and that's when we have a, a clear mind. Uh, they say the mind is a, a terrible master, but a great servant. And I think for so many of us, uh, the, minds are, the mind is our master. <laughs> and as Ty say, it's time for a revolution. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Man. This is a game changer right here. You know, like you've, if people really get this, you're tapping into the most important thing. The first domino, it starts with who. Mm. It starts with who, because your why is going to even be determined by who you think you are. 
<laughs> it's a game changer, man. That's you know, it. even for, for me right now and mm. just my dictation and, and how I'm perceiving things. Mm. And also, again, just helping people to encourage that work first. Mm. Yeah. And then the why even becomes more clear. The me I see is the me I'll be. Uh, there's a story I like to tell, and it's, it's about a, uh, a father. And the father is at home. It's a Sunday. He's at home and he's, uh, he's chilling with his, with his young son. And, you know, mom's away. So the, the, the dad, he's got he's to, you know, be with, be with little Timmy. And so the dad, however, he really wants to watch the game, right? Sunday night, he got a big game on. So he really wants to watch the game. But little Timmy is, is like, you know, daddy, daddy, come, come play with me. Come play with me. Uh, and the dad is frustrated, right? Uh, he's like, daddy, daddy, come play with me. Dad's like, I don't know what to do. I just want to watch the game. Uh, so he notices a magazine on the desk, right, on the coffee table. So he picks up the magazine, flips it, and he finds a picture. He finds a picture of a world map map of the world so he cuts out the picture and he cuts the map into little pieces and he says timmy i got a game for you if you can put this puzzle together i'll play with you but but not only will i play with you i'll when I'll, I'll, I'll buy you your favorite toy and we'll go out and get some ice cream Timmy is, ah, yes, yes, okay, okay. So Timmy, he takes the puzzle, he goes to his room, closes the door, and the dad is like, yes, he'll never figure that out. And the dad is just chilling. He's watching the game, you know, he's chilling, chilling, chilling. And a couple minutes later, little Timmy comes in with a completed puzzle. And the dad is, he's, he's shocked. He's like, what the heck? How you, Timmy, no, 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 no. How, how did you put this together so fast? And Timmy said, he said, well, dad, on the back of the map was a man's face. And I knew that if I got the man right, then the world would come together. And I love this story so much because ain't it when we get the man, the woman right? It starts with who. That's when everything comes together. Wow, so powerful, man, so powerful. <laughs> man, that really hits home. Mm. Got a quick break coming up, we'll be right back. It's no secret that processed food manufacturers have a team of scientists chemically constructing frankenfoods that are incredibly addictive, but also causative agents of degeneration and disease. It's one thing to tell yourself to stop eating these processed foods. It's another thing to our biology that can actually become addicted to some of these chemical and sweet elements. Well, researchers have recently discovered that there is a natural food element that's able to help our brains and our biology resist the urge to eat hyperpalatable fake processed foods. A study published in the peer-reviewed journal Appetite found that chlorophyll can actually aid in weight loss and reduce the urge to eat hyperpalatable foods. And what's really interesting is that it was also found to increase the release of glucagon-like peptide 1, which, according to research published in the Journal of Endocrinology, has a potential to trigger body fat redistribution. 
This means that it's sparking the release of visceral, aka belly fat, and increasing the ratio of subcutaneous fat, which appears to be more protective against metabolic diseases. Pretty cool stuff found in chlorophyll. What are the most chlorophyll dense foods that you can find? Well, anything green is gonna have chlorophyll. It's an indicator of the chlorophyll content, but specific foods like chlorella, getting its name from chlorophyll is really taking things to another level. Chlorella is actually 50% protein by weight. It's complete protein and one of the most protein dense nutrient sources ever discovered. It also contains carotenoids like lutein and zeaxanthin that have been found to protect our vision from things like macular degeneration. And to top it off, a double-blind placebo-controlled study published in Clinical and Experimental Hypertension found that chlorella was able to significantly reduce blood pressure of test subjects with hypertension by the end of the 12-week study period. So being an actual source of treatment for people experiencing hypertension. Something remarkable about it. Chlorella, combine that with spirulina, another nutrient-dense super algae, which is 71% protein by weight. And spirulina, of course, is also another remarkable source of chlorophyll, along with being rich in B vitamins and copper and iron. The list goes on and on in the micronutrient ratios. I get them combined together with other powerful superfoods in the Organifi green juice formula. Go to Organifi.com forward slash model. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash model. You get 20% off their incredible green juice blend. Their red juice blend is amazing as well. My kids love it. Their gold is remarkable. Just everything that they carry, they're doing things the right way. Organic, low temperature processed to help to retain the nutrients and they taste fantastic. Go to Organifi.com forward slash model for 20% off. Now back to the show. Um, I've had those moments, you know, when my, my kids are wanting to, to play, to have my attention. And what we tend to do today, of course, is to outsource, you know, a you know, slide a device in there, you know, an iPad, a phone, that kind of thing. And thankfully, again, just working on myself, I got to see more clearly of the things that I didn't want to, what I, I really started to, again, understand who I am. That's yeah. not who I am to do mm. that. Mm. And not to say in all conditions, of course, we, we in 2020, so, you know, um, our exposure to these things is not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, it's probably going to be much more. Yeah. But we, and I'm so grateful for you representing this, we need to have some real world out, outlets mm. or access mm. to mm. help the counter. Even this idea of being counterbalanced is not really a thing because a mm. balanced life is still, mm. you know, things are always going to be moving <laughs> mm. up and down, wow. yeah. right? Mm. <laughs> but to have that access to, again, to have time to process, to mm. be human, mm. right? Where we're mm. not, we're getting put in front of a screen and we're being told what to do, what to think. We might not be aware that it's happening, mm. but it is deeply affecting our perception. Mm. And it's also making us stagnant yeah. by its very nature doing the thing you're going to be in a really strange, awkward, uh, disempowering position. Your shoulders are going to slump forward, heads down. Mm. You know, I see this. I was at the airport yesterday just looking around. I could see it. Mm. And people are very kyphotic. Mm. Their body is expressing a state of depression mm. as they're doing this very strange thing that's brand new to us mm. as a species. 
Mm. And so I'm bringing all of this up to say that part of the bridge from getting from where we are to where we need to be and starting with who, mm. it becomes exponentially easier when we're not distracted. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, because of how everything is structured right now, mm. I've been there where, you know, I'm coming home from working at a casino, I got a full-time workload mm. at the university I'm going to, mm. you know, I've got two kids, I've got all this stuff. And so on my quote, free time, I don't want to think about who I am. Mm. Like the last thing I'm concerned mm. about, I'm just trying to like unplug yeah. and do some vegetative stuff, <laughs> right? Again, but the thing was, I put myself in that position. Mm. I might have had conditions that I was born into, but I made choices along the way to put myself in that condition. And here's the thing, even in that condition, I can still find joy. Mm. Once I become aware that I, I, I have access to it, mm. it's not just those people who are entitled mm. to have joy and have potential. Mm. When I realize it's me, now I'm bringing a certain energy to the work that I'm doing, mm. even though I might not have necessarily liked that particular job, mm. the way I was conducting myself. And guess what? Matter of fact, this is so cool, man. You were the first on-camera guest. Mm -hmm. After that was Jackie Joyner Kersey. Oh, wow. Right? And then a couple after that was Ozzie Smith. Okay. Who obviously iconic in St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. I met Ozzie Smith the first time at working at that casino. Okay. Cut two years later, hmm. we have a friendship, hmm. right? Hmm. But I might not have been in that moment in that particular place had I not had a different energy, mm. you know, that was kind of guiding me somewhere else. So wow. I'm, I'm bringing all this up because I want to talk about one of the biggest things that we're seeing right now with the advent of, of social media and conventional media, mm. which is this chronic divisiveness. I don't think anything can be more consuming than that from distracting you from who you are than feeling divided, mm. right? Because being divided from yourself, not to mention the world around you. Mm. And I think that if we could, the, the thing that really jumps to mind in one of your uh, videos that you put together was talking about the need for cooperation mm. to solve some of our biggest challenges as a species. So mm. let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about our state right now mm -hmm. of divisiveness. What do you think about that? Mm. And how do we get from there to being more in, in cooperation with each other? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm. <laughs> well, I think first we have to start to, we need a, an analysis. Um, I think um, many of our problems are actually symptoms. I think that the, the, you're right. I think the foundation, the crux of every, every war, every fight is divisiveness, is Every war, right, has been started from us versus them. Um, and until we, every war, every war is always the same, us versus them. Because of the labels. And until we recognize the, the truth that it's actually we, hey, we're going to continue to see these issues. And, and I don't know how I... I in, almost intuitively get this and maybe it, it, it's missed it's over so many people's heads but it's so clear to me um it, that when you have labels when you have that identity uh, a, a strong identity a category 
that's going to be directly opposed to another. And where there's opposition, there's conflict. Where there's conflict, there's war. <laughs> I could get into language and how uh, I think it was Ludwig Wittgenstein set the the limits of my language or the limits of my world. Language is so important. What you call yourself. Um, in anthropology, we learned about this theory called the Sapir-Whorf hypothesis, uh, which essentially is your language determines your reality. Um, I don't think people know how important that is. Uh, there's a tribe, uh, I think the Himba tribe in South Africa, um, Namibia. Basically, they they don't have a word for blue. So they can't see blue. They can't tell the difference between blue and green. They don't have a word for it. The words, the language creates our reality. So I think first we recognize this, right? This is the, this is the first step to uh, dissolve the polarization to recognize that these all these labels are artificial. All these lines on the map are drawn in sand. We created them. We made them up. <laughs> so once we recognize they're artificial and have no basis in a scientific reality, then we can start living, start getting closer to living in truth. So I think that's that's one big step. Um when you talk about the the, <laughs> the platforms, the, the social media, the uh, algorithms, oh man, it's, I mean, I, I think it is evil, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really sucking your attention in. I mean, there was this old poem from a pastor years ago. It was called, If I Was the Devil. And I mean, if I was the devil, I would certainly create something like, uh, what we have with social media to keep people focused and, you know, to, to keep activating the primal parts of the brain and keep people as obsessed and addicted and uh, keep lowering their self-esteem. That's what I would do if I was the devil. Um, so I think first we have to, we have, we have to recognize that we're all one, that these labels are artificial. And that everything that we see, both good and bad, has come out of the human mind, human consciousness. And as Zig Ziglar uh, used to say, um, who you are is because every, of everything that's gone into your mind. And you could change who you are by changing what's going into your mind. Mm. So honestly, I think everybody needs to stop. <laughs> I think I think silence is so important. Uh, the ego has, I think, had its its run, and I think it's time uh, to 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 shift uh, how to, who's in charge. But that only happens when the individual takes responsibility. Oh, can we curse here? Absolutely. Okay. The responsibility. I know that's a curse word. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't like it. Um, <laughs> When, when we can really become responsible 
for who we are and how we show up and focus on those seven pillars to get us right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get the man right, to get the woman right. That's how everything changes. If not, we're just going to continue to be victims of our, 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 our greed, our profit, our ambition, our desires. And nobody's happy doing that. I've had the chance to meet millionaires and billionaires and people at, you know, royalty. and Also met people with no money in the streets of Delhi in India. And there's a, there's a joy on their faces and energy that they vibrate that the billionaire just doesn't, some of them just don't have. <laughs> so I think many people have become victims of their ambition striving for uh, this thing, uh, generational wealth. And what's generational wealth without generational health? You you make a bunch of money and you pass down the money, but you also pass down the energy you use to get the money. (laughs) You're carrying, you're, you're continuing a toxic pattern. You're trying to do what you think is right, but you haven't stopped. You haven't recognized that this, this ambitious desire has never made you truly happy. It's only given you temporary pleasure. And pleasures differ from happiness. Pleasures differ from joy. Um, so yeah, so I think we, I think stopping is key. There's this story I love. I, I, uh, comes from, uh, this Indian sage named Ramana Maharshi, huge fan of him. Um, he was a guru that taught a practice called self-inquiry and super important to Um, I think it's the quickest way to enlightenment, the lazy man's way to enlightenment, uh, asking yourself, who who am I? Um, So anyway, there's this story from him and this this disciple he had, uh, this guy, he traveled thousands of miles to come to India and meet this man. And when he met him, he bowed and, you know, touched his feet. And he said, Master, can you tell me who I am? And Ramana, he said, go back to where you came. And everybody around was like, what? How, how insensitive? Go back to you. This man traveled all of these, mil- these thousands of miles to get to here. And you tell him to go back to where he came. But what he meant was. Go back to where you came. Go back to that silence. Before the beliefs, before the concepts, go back to where you came. And I think if all of us can go back to where we came, what a world. Yeah, yeah. The first step is, like you said, we need to stop. And another thing that I admire about you, 
you, you practice what you preach. You know what I'm saying? Like you just took a major stop mm. in one sense and kind of unplugged mm. from this day-to-day life and all the social media, the consumption, the creation. And you found yourself planted in Portugal. Mm. And I remember you were telling me that you were thinking about doing it. Yeah. And next thing I know, you're there. Yeah. And you've been just kind of off the radar for a little while. Yeah. So let's talk about that experience. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I stopped. I, I wanted to uh, just, just write a new chapter in, in my life. And I didn't want to have any regrets. I wanted to, to live in, I've, I've very well traveled. I've been to all these different places, but I've only lived in, in St. Louis. And <laughs> yeah. um, I was like, why not? You know, why not? Um, and so I went there and, you know, moving was a process, but, um, the spiritual journey that happened was, it was a a pause from everything, a pause from creating content, um, the social media, playing that game, the views, the followers, that that whole nonsense. And I just, I, I didn't want to get caught into it. I, I felt like, I mean, the, these platforms are there. Like these are, it's only natural to have low self-esteem if you use these platforms. It's, it's only nat. this is the natural reaction. And when you're a creator, you find yourself, even if you're, you're you know, creating pure content, you still can find yourself, you know, competing and, comparing and which is the thief of all joy comparison and i just wanted to zoom out and ask myself is this how i really want to live is this is this the life uh is this what life is about um and i think it's so important to stop because this life as we have seen uh and as we will continue to see is unpredictable and it's very fragile. And these moments uh, are a gift. Each moment. Uh, you know, they say the, the enlightened master, not a, not a breath goes by that they are not aware of. That type of awareness of the moment is something I strive to achieve. Being here now it's so important it's so what else really is there i think when you when you strip away the noise and the the ego desires you know there's a difference between spirit goals and ego goals it's like there's a difference between a good idea and a god idea i think a lot of people are doing really good things but are they doing that thing that they need to be doing. Will they get to the end of their life and realize they climbed a ladder that was leaning against the wrong wall? And for me, I wanted to stop and contemplate that for me. And it's a process that occurs every moment. Am I living in total, true authenticity now? No compromise. Am I fully here, fully present, right? This is what all the guys talk about, right? The 
the books, the Be Here Now, the Eckhart Tolle, the Power of Now. What are they talking about? Well, this is it. This unrepeatable miracle that we call now is it. And if we can recognize that, that's true wealth. That's true richness. That's true freedom. And so moving to Portugal was uh, a way for me to stop, to create a space, a container that, uh, that I just used to, to be still and be present. And like I said, it's a continuing journey that I'm still on every moment. Um, and every moment is so easy to be pulled away from that. Because that's what this world is. It's a big trap. It's a test. It's the hero's journey, right? Are you going to take the leap off the cliff and grow your wings on the way down? You got to jump to find out. But I think if we jump, we're going to be caught. And the universe is going to catch us. That's what life is about. That's what this short little moment that we call existence is about. It's just being free, being here. I don't know what else is there. What else is nothing else to say other than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the good news is that there's no one right way to go about this, you know? And like you just said, just for you taking that time to stop, we've got to think about the construct of your life mm. and where you come from, the work that you were putting in, Yeah, you know? So I think that that was fitting for you in that moment. For some folks, it might be to stop for a weekend. It yeah. might be to stop for a day. Yeah. And I implore people to just make it a practice to, to stop every single day yeah. and start to build that muscle. Just stop, sit, just be, you know, remember, start the practice of remembering who you are. Yeah. And just, you know, like you just said, there's all these wonderful uh, pieces of work on being here now, being in the present. Yeah. It's a practice. You know, especially when we're so, we're so used to this process of thinking about the past, being in the future, yeah. where all of our power and our life is existing in this moment, you know? And so I just, uh, a couple of weeks ago, for like the first time in forever, mm -hmm. I decided I'm gonna stop this, this, it was a weekend coming up mm -hmm. and we happened to not have a studio date. Mm -hmm. And I remember something, I remember that I'm working on the, a new book. I'm working on, you know, empowering folks, teaching, giving my gift, mm -hmm. creating. And I remember my my favorite and most important investment, besides the one into myself, is my is my wife. Mm. She's my my favorite my favorite part of life. Mm. And why would I not invest in her more so than any of this other wow. stuff? And I remembered that. Mm. So. Wow couple connections happened, which is mm. funny how that works out, mm. to where we had time to just be, just mm. her and I. And man, just to think about all the moments of peace, mm. all I could see the colors differently, mm. you know, in the, in, the, in the skyline and things smell different. It just like, be, I, all of these things start to turn on. There's no, there's no precise way to go about this or time frame. Mm. you know? It doesn't matter if you get this in, 
a minute mm. or if it takes you six months, just mm. start the process. Mm. Stop and start with who mm. is like one of the biggest takeaways, not just of this episode, but of our lifetime, man. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. And now you've dropped back, you're dabbling back into you know, this, <laughs> this world over here and you've got some great stuff coming yeah. for us. And of course, we're gonna have you back on in a couple of months, so everybody look forward to that. It's just gonna go crazy when, when that comes out, but you've got some stuff that you're working on for everybody. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, I've got a few courses that will be launching. Um, one course um, that I'm launching is called Ancient Wisdom for Modern Living. And this, um, this will be out probably around March 23. Um, I'm also doing my own course, kind of really about life mastery, um, showing people the best practices. What is a life? A life is summed up in three things, the mind, the body, the spirit. So what are the best practices for the mind, the body, and the spirit? So I've created a kind of my own formula for this that I think is going to be very helpful for people because I think what's out there now is very incomplete. Um, and we are a holistic being, right? And one without the other is zero. When we were in our mother's womb, we didn't grow the leg and then the arm and then the finger. It all happened together. It was a, it was a holistic process. And so why do we think life is any different? So this is why the program that I'm, that I'm launching teaches the best practices for the mental health, physical, and spiritual all in one. So I'm super excited. It's really my, my life's work. Um, and I'm super excited to launch it. Also, I have a, my own podcast that I'm, I'm coming out with, uh, Sauna Sessions. Super excited. We're going to be interviewing, uh, having good conversations with some, some, some great people like yourself uh, in an infrared sauna. So we'll, we'll put you on the hot seat and uh, we'll sweat out those, those toxins and those, those juicy details and have, have fun doing it. Um, I have, what else have I been working on? I've got two great products that I'm launching as well a gratitude journal that people can go to sleep with and wake up with. I think it's so important to create a practice of gratitude. Gratitude, as they say, is the healthiest human emotion. It's the only emotion that doesn't rely on any other emotion. Uh, you can be sad and still be grateful. Um, and it actually transforms the negative emotions. It's a, it's a superpower I call gratitude, the, the limitless pill. Mm. Uh, it, it, it makes you smarter. It makes you more attractive. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you know, you're more confident just by being more grateful. Um, so this is my gratitude journal that I'm going to be launching. And lastly, I have a, uh, a mood journal that I'm putting out to help people when they do face these negative mood states. So I've integrated a lot of ancient wisdom within that, along with the cognitive behavioral therapy 
um, so that people can really decipher and go through these negative thoughts and crush these, these, these ants, these automatic negative thoughts that they often have. Um, so I'm super excited to launch all that. And other than that, I'm just going to try to continue to be a student of life and marvel at this existence while I'm still here and smell the flowers and uh, just be here open and, you know, ready to serve. However, uh, however I'm called. Yeah, man. Listen again, you know, where we come from <laughs> and to see your growth and your dedication. And one of the things that really jumps out about you for me is your congruency, you know? And so even in this time of peace and in contemplation, you're bringing back gifts for everyone, right? So it was like an incubation period. And yeah. we all do this, whether yeah. we realize it or not, but for you, it was intentional. Mm. And so your power of intention is remarkable. Mm. Your mm. ability to you know, be congruent with your, your thought, your word, and your action is pretty damn admirable in today's world. And you know, you're bringing about this ancient wisdom for our modern times. And mm. you're, you're one of the, the, the leaders in that, truly, like bar none. You know, especially for somebody like myself coming from where I come from. You know, so I'm so grateful for you, man. We, Appreciate we that. need you right now. Appreciate it's not that. an accident <laughs> that Prince EA is on the planet this very time. It's so important, to, and you do it, to, to, to walk the talk. It's so important to really live it and, and be authentic. You know, to go to sleep happy, not trying to be something else and posture and just to just to use the gifts and the voice that you've been given and really walk it and be it. That's that's it. That's that's how we that's how we should all be living our lives. Um, but the, the sneaky, the little ego always comes in and knocks on the door and just let me in. And I want that. I want Can I that. borrow some sugar. You should be the. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we gotta we gotta choose. They say it's only two choices in life we'll ever have. It's a fear choice and it's a love choice. Every choice we make is one of those. So the more we can lean towards love, that's when we we we, we truly live and we truly become our best and highest selves. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. To stay connected to my guy. Where should everybody follow you? Uh, wherever you choose, uh, you know, pick your flavor. I, I got obviously Instagram and all these things that I don't have on my phone, but I, I check it when I can. And, uh, yeah, but I think, I think follow, um, yeah, every, the, the social media platforms are there. So when I'm launching all these cool things, I'm definitely gonna, gonna launch it out there. So, yeah. So that's the best way to stay up to date. Follow on IG, of course, subscribe to your YouTube channel is epic. It's just, man, it's one of the best things on that platform for sure. Uh -huh. So powerful, man. I know what you put into it and uh, it's just remarkable, remarkable. These are great. You create things that are so great to share with our children and to share with teachers, right? So these are multicultural, uh, multi-dimensional as well. And even how you're putting, putting these things together, you know, the multimedia flavor, there's a sonic 
thing to it, you know, the music, the vibration, mm. how you articulate things, and then the visuals to go with it, and the story. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Thank so, you, <laughs> of course, man, make sure to subscribe to my guy on YouTube, and I appreciate you so much, man. Can't wait to see you again yeah, in a yeah. couple of months. couple of months. Thank you for having me, man. I want to I wanna finish by giving you gratitude. I, I remember when we met. I, you don't remember, I think, but it was at the gym. I think I saw you training somebody at UMSL. And uh, got to know you, got to go to some of your uh, events and you've always stayed true. You know, you've, you've, you kept that same energy and that's, it's very rare and it's an authentic quality about you uh, because it is you. And I applaud you. I love what you're doing. I mean, what's more important than the health of the world today? Nothing, because nothing can be accomplished without health so thank you for doing the i think the most important work on our planet and thank you for being you because i think more than what you say the energy you carry is even more valuable so thank you sean yeah thank you man thank you for seeing me and i see you brother i appreciate you man mm. prince ea everybody thank you so much for tuning into the show today i hope you got a lot of value out of this make sure to follow prince ea social media and also, of course, subscribe to his YouTube channels. His videos are remarkable. They're great to share with educators. They're great to share with kids. And most importantly, ourselves to take those principles and to apply them. And we know that we are a multimedia consuming society today. So the way that he puts things together with the vocalization, with the, the story, and really the poetry, and the visuals is so remarkable and so special. And just to know what he's up to right now, we've got to stay tuned. So make sure to stay connected to him. And listen, we're just getting warmed up. We've got some incredible guests and absolutely epic masterclasses coming your way very, very soon. So make sure to stay tuned. Take care. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.